Welcome to Talk Dizzy to Me, the show that brings you a comprehensive look into the complex field of dizziness. Now here are your hosts, vestibular physical therapist, Dr. Abby Ross and Dr. Danielle Tolman. Welcome to another episode of Talk Dizzy to Me. My name is Dr. Danielle Tolman. I'm a vestibular physical therapist and as always joined my co-host, Dr. Abby Ross, who is also a vestibular physical therapist and neuroclinical specialist. And today we are joined by two very special guests uh, that we're really, really excited to talk about this cool project that we're doing with the Vestibular Disorders Association. If you guys listen to our podcast regularly, you know that we are greatly involved with VITA. It's a fantastic organization. A lot of our guests even talk about VITA and how important it is to have them um, as a part of our community, providing resources and educational um, and material and information for patients and their family members and loved ones suffering from vestibular dysfunction. So welcome, Cynthia Ryan and Kimberly Warner. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for and having us. And yeah. today... We're talking about this new upcoming project called the Life Rebalance Chronicles. Let's jump in. Where did the name come from? What is this? What's going on? Well, you know, a couple of years ago, Vita went through a sort of, um, you know, a, a thought process around how we talk to the vestibular community and to vestibular patients specifically. And um, it, uh, those of you who know about um, vestibular disorders know that there are some people who, you know, that there's a wide variety of, of symptoms. Some people suffer from dizziness, some people suffer from imbalance, um, some people suffer from both. Um, and, and so it was hard to talk to, you know, it was hard to say, well, you know, we're talking about dizziness because that's not everyone's experience or we're talking about imbalance because that's not everyone's experience. So we wanted to encapsulate the entire vestibular patient experience in, uh, in, our, in our messaging and in our language. And um, so one thing that really kind of came to mind is everyone goes through this process of having to, um, you know, rework their life to adjust to different ways of doing things, essentially to to discover a life rebalanced, and and that's kind of how that came up. So, um, so we 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 like using that that term because because I think that it, it it's really encapsulating of not only the vestibular patient experience, but other people who um, other chronic illness patients and and everybody um, who goes through some sort of a, a, an adaptation of, you know, things aren't, you know, th things aren't going the way I expected them to go. I have to learn to do things a new way, a new normal, so to speak. I, I mean, we all experienced this during the pandemic. Um, and then, you know, Chronicles is, is uh, what, what this project is, which we're going to talk about soon, um, is uh, it's, chronicling the vestibular patient experience. It's about stories. It's about telling a story um, through uh, a series of, or, or through, through a number of, uh, of patient stories. So I'll, I'll, I'll wait to get more into that, uh, but that's how the name came to be. I love the name. And I think you're so right that this is relatable not just if you have a vestibular disorder or dysfunction or symptoms. I mean, everyone at some point in their life goes through a shift where they've got to rebalance. And I, I just love the name. So good job coming up with that, whoever did. Um, I think Kimberly can really speak to that because she's lived it. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And I mean, who doesn't want more balance in their life? And balance is, I'm one of those vestibular patients that doesn't have a, I've never fallen over. Um, right now I'm standing and I'm feeling the, the room, you know, rock back and forth, but I'm not going to fall over and I never have. So balance has not been one of those like literal words for me, but certainly I have wanted more balance in my life at all kinds of different um, critical phases and changes. So yeah, it's a good word. Go yeah, ahead, is, I, I was gonna say, this is gonna be great, especially now, so Kimberly, you've directed this project. And I think that having a director who has gone through these experiences makes a big difference where you can sympathize and empathize and kind of know exactly what your subjects are going through. And if all of you watching or listening haven't gone back and watched Kimberly's or listened to Kimberly's episode with us, you should definitely do so to hear about what she has um, gone through with her diagnosis in the past, which we definitely wanna get more into. Um, so with the, what was the intent? So I know we want to talk about in chronicling the patient experience, but I think what's the reason, the question I'm asking is what's the reason behind this project? Is this to try to make people realize that there's more people out there like them, that they are not alone. They don't need to be isolated. I think I'll, I'll start. And then Kimberly, I think you have a lot to add to this too, but I, I think it's about um, getting into the visceral uh, experience of what vestibular patients and by extension, you know, people with chronic illness um, go through every day, and uh, and it's it's so it's so real when you these. Um, so we have nine patients, um, nine people. Uh, we we call them our cast members, but they're real vestibular patients who are sharing their experience um, on six different topics that affect us um, in uh, when we're. Uh, you know, faced with a, a chronic illness or some other sort of uh, challenge in our lives. Um, and, and as they're sharing their experience, they're so authentic and raw and real and vulnerable. And, and I think that that's what people, you know, connect with. I know I do, you know, and I'm not a vestibular patient, but when I, when I watch these videos, I'm just, um, you know, I, I laugh sometimes because some of the um, uh, some of the experiences are, are just, you know, you just they're humorous, you know, um, and and I cry, too, because the it, it's just so um, it's it's hard uh, um, and it's touching as well. And um, Kimberly, why don't I pass it off? Yeah. To well, it's so as you all know, it's so hard to understand what a vestibular disorder experience is and it and it's largely invisible and i do feel like um you know there's this term narrative medicine and i feel like not just physicians but care caregivers and loved ones and other able-bodied people in the community can understand this experience more through their stories. It's not just this like academic article of what a vestibular disorder is, but you can really feel the, the experience and the depth of challenge that these um, disorders have on people's lives. And I even, I mean, my husband, I've been living with this for six years and he's learned more about what I experience every day just by watching these videos as we go through the series. Um, so I feel really strongly about power of storytelling um, and it really gets into people's hearts and 
if we're going to make any changes and and raise any awareness in this community and outside of the community, we need people's hearts to be affected just as much as the you know the academic understanding. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about what specific topics you're covering with each individual. So there are six topics, um, and like I said, it 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 really spans the gamut of how people are affected and, and especially people with chronic illness. Um, the first is body. That's pretty obvious. You know, if you have an illness, you're going to be, your body is affected. And, uh, and the, there's a lot that goes, goes into that, into adapting to changes uh, in your body, pains or imbalance or dizziness, things that you can no longer do. Um, there's also the mind and uh, both, cognitive processes, because we, we know, and people talked about this uh, again with COVID, how um, you get this uh, when, you're, when your body uh, is processing things, your brain doesn't have as much cognitive uh, power to, uh, to fuel thought. So you get, you know, kind of this brain fog, this difficulty concentrating, but there are also other, you know, cognitive issues that you're, you're going through. Um, uh, when you're when you've got uh, a vestibular disorder, um, there's also spirit, um, which is really more about um, you know a lot of people just kind of dive into their their spiritual experience. Many people discover um, that they they need to find other ways to cope uh, with um, uh, finding peace in their lives. And they may do that through a, a gratitude practice or experiencing um, peace in nature uh, or service to others. Um, the fourth is relationships. And, and that's like one of the most difficult ones. We were just watching the, um, the relationship video and, and I just think it just, it really, um, we're, humans are, um, uh, we're social creatures, and um, and so we really depend on our relationships more than we think. I think we we kind of take it take that for granted oftentimes, but we depend on our relationships for uh, for our strength and and our feelings of normalcy. And when they're strained because other people don't understand what you're going through, or what we hear so often from vestibular patients is that because they can't do the things they used to do their friends to stop asking them to, you know, to do things and, and, and they become socially isolated for that and other reasons. Um, the fifth is self um, because you're, you're, we, we hear that a lot of vestibular patients experience this exploration of how their sense of self has changed because they can no longer do the things that they used to be able to do. For example, um, David talks about, you know, he was the breadwinner of the family and, and he couldn't, you know, he, he was, he became disabled. He couldn't work and, and he, he couldn't fulfill that role. And that really changed how he felt about himself and, and that, that inner struggle. Um, and then life in general, you know, how do we, how, how do we cope with all of these things and, uh, and move forward in life, not only to, to, uh, like I said, cope, but, but to thrive, you know, how do people discover new ways to, um, uh, to, to be fulfilled? Kimberly, do you want to add to that? 
Yeah, that's sort of the, like you've called it, Cynthia, the new normal. Um, and all of us post-pandemic, or I guess we're within it still, but what is that new normal? And um, the, how does that shape our future? I'm, I'm, we haven't asked this one yet of our, our cast members. They'll be submitting that video in a few weeks, but I'm really interested to hear how their, I know my new normal is, is a lot more forgiving um, of my schedule, of my um, my expectations of myself. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm really curious to, and I know for myself that that's going to really impact how I move through the world um, for the next 10, 20, 30 decades, you know? So the new normal can be a really good thing. Um, and it has a lot of adaptations within it. So um, I'm excited about that episode. That's, that'll be our last one. Yeah. And just sneak peek, if I can, um, one of our, um, uh, one of our cast members, um, uh, her name is Nicole Cure. She's an artist. And I just uh, received an email from her this morning. She's releasing a new um, series that is all about what, how she has discovered having to um, live a slower pace of life and appreciate that. And, and she's reflecting that in her artwork. And I just, I, I love, that's one of the things I love about this is seeing how, you know, the, how people have had to cope with life and how they express that, whether it's through service or art or whatever. It's amazing. All those topics sound so encompassing, but it's a great look into how, something like this, uh, you know, whether it's chronic illness or vestibular dysfunction really affects every aspect of your life to some degree. So I like that you guys are highlighting all those different topics. What are the types of conditions that are being highlighted? Um, what does our cast look like for this, this Chronicle series? Can we really talk about that? Cynthia. Okay. <laughs> well, we have a really diverse cast um, and we, you know, we did that on purpose because we really, we want it to speak to everyone uh, and it's diverse in a number of ways. You know, we, we wanted to, we brought in people from different countries uh, and different nationalities, um, different cultures, um, uh, different genders, and also different um, diagnoses. Uh, so the, the diagnoses range from Malda debarkment uh, to vestibular migraine, to cervicogenic dizziness, um, to stroke, um, and uh, and Meniere's disease. So um, you know we have we have uh, nine um, uh, cast members as we call them, and uh, each one has at least one, but some of them have multiple uh, conditions. Um, uh, autoimmune inner ear disease is another one. Um, so it really and and they're also in different, um, at different levels of, um, uh, of, of function, functioning, you know, some of them are really impacted on, a, on a, an everyday level. Um, you know, Lynn, for example, has uh, such severe imbalance, you know, she can't walk without um, some sort of uh, assistive device. And um, while others um, are much more functional and, uh, you know, maybe are, are affected more um, uh, episodically, um, uh, we have you know some very young, uh, you know early twenties um, people in there who, which you know, and I, I think that really speaks to oh my god, can you imagine being diagnosed with 
a chronic, uh, a chronic disorder in your early 20s, knowing that you're going to have this for the rest of your life. I mean, that's just really incredibly powerful to me. And we have young mothers, two young mothers. Mm -hmm. So there's that phase um, that they're grappling with. Uh, Sandy was at a pretty stable place prior to um, becoming pregnant. And now is we share, we text each other a lot because we share diagnoses. And so we're kind of like, what medication are you on now? <laughs> um, and, and I think that there's, she's definitely um, had an increase in symptoms in postpartum and that's brought up a lot of uh, grief again. And so it's, it's pretty remarkable to have such a wide diverse uh, group of, of cast members. Yeah, and what's so cool too, I haven't seen, of course, any sneak peeks or anything, but I would imagine that even though the cast is so diverse, there's some sort of thread woven between each of them that brings them all together in some way, shape, or form, whether it's just with one topic or across all six. But then we can expand that further. I mean, the topics that you chose are broad enough and relatable enough, again, to reach an audience beyond just vestibular symptoms. So when we think about who will be watching these, these chronicles, you know, who, who are we thinking about for how we can all relate to this and who will benefit from watching? Well, first, I, I just have to um, do a shout out to Kimberly, because this is the magic of filmmaking that is, is really constantly amazing to me with each episode that comes out is how um, so, so how this, you know, is put together is each um, cast member um, is given a, a, this, you know, the topic and, and a little overview of, of, you know, what to talk about. And then they send in a five minute video of themselves. They, they film themselves. And then Kimberly um, takes those nine five minute videos and makes one 10 minute video out of them. So there's a lot that you have to really, you know, figure out, okay, what's the, what really comes to the surface here? But then the way she pieces it together, it's like people are finishing each other's sentences. Literally, it's really amazing how, I mean, these, these people aren't talking amongst themselves to decide that we should be talking, you know, I, this is how I feel. How do you feel in advance? There, there's no communication in advance. They just naturally come out with the same themes. And Kimberly can put that together in such a way to, to show uh, to show that continuity. So I just think that that's, that's really magical. It's so fun. It's really, it's uh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite parts about editing these because there is a common thread. And when, oh my gosh, I mean, it just happened yesterday. We sneak preview here. I'm not giving anything away, but when they're talking about self, uh, Steve talked about feeling trapped and he actually kind of positioned himself in a space where he had like these doors closed on him. And then Sandy about 24 hours later sent her video in and she said, I just feel trapped. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's one of those moments, one of those sentences that just comes together. And now, you know, we still have six more videos that to come in who else is gonna say that word trapped and like they're trapped in their bodies. So it's, it's very, it's very exciting. So it's amazing. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Cynthia. No, you go ahead, Danielle. Oh, I was just going to say, it sounds really, it's it's very interesting to, you know, as clinicians, we hear a common thread every single time somebody comes in through the door, but to then be able to have people visualize it and see that there is a common thread among patients is just 
not only amazing, but I think that this is going to be great for family members, friends, loved ones to also get a window into what's going on in these people's lives. I mean, for some spouses or support systems might not be as uh, easy to believe um, that what's going on is real because they can't see it. It's not tangible. They have no insight as to what maybe their loved one is going through. And I think this type of a project, seeing a large cast like this all have something very similar to say across so many different um, broad diagnoses and spectrums of these of these disorders is going to be enlightening for people to just kind of get a window or a glimpse into what you know these patients live with. I mean, I've been I've been talking about vestibular things for years now and obsessing over it. And it wasn't until recently that my mom experienced her first vestibular migraine where she goes, oh my gosh, you need to help as many people as you can. I had no idea what this felt like. I hope I never have this again. That was so scary. I can't believe people do this every day. And it wasn't until she had something that she actually got it, even though she's been following, you know, all of the stuff that we've been doing here to help raise awareness. Sometimes you need something like this project to open up a window into people's lives to have a better understanding. And I think that these videos are not only going to reach the people who are experiencing this on a daily basis, but the support network network around those patients and help them understand their loved one, their friend, their family member a little bit better, which is one of the most amazing things that you can do. Yeah. And that gets to your, your question, Abby, who, you know, who do we want to reach with these? Um, and, and I think we want to reach different audiences in different ways. You know, vestibular patients are going to look at these and go, that's me. I, I totally relate to that. I get that. Um, and then friends and family are going to go, whoa, I had no idea. And, and because there is such a visceral reaction to them, it really will. Um, it, it's more than just learning facts. You know, that's what we've, we've been trying to do up to this point is, you know, we present scientific uh, evidence that uh, that explains the vestibular patient experience, but but this is more of a visceral experience, and and also the general public. You know, we're, we've all we've been saying we want to make quote we want to make vestibular visible. You know, people they don't get that that big fancy word vestibular, and we want to equate vestibular to dizziness and imbalance in a way that uh, that so that, you know, the general public will understand. Um, and, you know, think of all those videos that you see on YouTube, on Facebook, on, on, on social media um, that, you know, they're, they're topics that, you know, you're not, you're not, you don't have a personal involvement in, but it opens your eyes to what is being experienced by people all over the world. You know, we see videos about, you know, people, uh, um, struggling um, with uh, a disease or um, struggling in poverty or struggling with homelessness. And you, that, that helps you to relate to that and to have empathy for, for those people and, and for others in general. Um, and I think that, that people, even people who are not personally connected to this community will have that reaction to these videos. Sure. And I, I was also thinking about how beneficial could this be for an employee to provide to their employer? Yeah. Or we were going to speak on this at some point today, so I might as well bring it up now. Other healthcare professionals, yeah. whether it's, you know, <laughs> yeah, clinics that treat vestibular disorders all the time, or even beyond that, 
primary care physicians, neurologists, I mean, anyone in the healthcare professional in terms of empathy and really understanding, I think these videos will be very powerful. That's, we know, um, I was just at an eye doctor appointment last week, and he knows that VEDA and has actually spoken with VEDA a few times. And um, he said he wants to do a screening for all of the, his staff. So I want to encourage clinics to just hold these screenings because there can be um, Q&As afterwards. They're short enough to, you know, create little events around them. And I think it would be really great for for clinics to come together and have these discussions, watch them and then have discussions afterwards. Yeah, that um, uh, that comes to what you were saying before, Kimberly, about narrative medicine. And, and so Kimberly and uh, I are each working uh, separately with different groups to try to get these officially incorporated into the curriculum, uh, you know, the, the, the healthcare education curriculum in some way. Um, and I'm sure that, that you and your audience can really relate to that. You know, it's one thing to understand from an academic point of view what's going on with a, a patient with certain symptoms. It's another thing to, um, to really get what they're going through. And that's so important um, to developing empathy for your patients. And, and I, and I know not only from personal experience, but, but from what I have um, from research that I've read and from uh, you know, patients that I've talked to that it's that patient uh, healthcare professional doctor relationship that um, that means so much to uh, the, the success of that that patient's recovery. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, half the battle is just finding someone that will listen to you and point you in the right direction and even believe you, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. There are some um, clinicians out there who really don't have a grasp on vestibular dysfunction and really won't go to that sort of diagnosis or that direction. Cause they don't really think that it's as big of a problem as it is. Um, so, you know, sometimes just finding the right person to listen and to hear what's going on, but not only to that, but to sympathize and empathize and truly know makes a big difference in a patient's care. So I have a feeling that these, this project will do a great job of kind of sparking those conversations and hopefully getting the word out there for people to really get a better understanding of, of just what is going on with this patient population. I like it. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead, Kimberly. I was just going to say, Cynthia, you reminded me, you said, you know, one of the missions of VEDA is to make the invisible visible. And it made me think of one of the fun things that we've been doing with these videos that wasn't really planned originally, but we, we realized that, okay, we want to access as many audience members as possible. We want to engage them. And often, you know, just talking heads, people kind of check out after four minutes or five minutes. And so we also are visualizing some of these experiences in a real kind of elegant, um, artistic way. We have another team member. She's our, we call her our segment producer. And she's taking scenarios and, and storyboarding these um, little vignettes of, of the experience. So we're not always just seeing the cast members sitting in their living rooms talking. We're seeing these um, very artistic sort of scenes of, of a person going, walking through their life and experiencing these things. So it's become um, very visible, you know, and I love, I love that um, it will, it will probably, you know, those people that drop off after four minutes, they'll stay maybe for five minutes. <laughs> 
So what has it been like working on this project for you, Kimberly, you know, having vestibular dysfunction and having this in your background, but then approaching this project with this cast itself, you know, what has that been like for you? Oh, life changing. Um, There's so many different levels on the, on the just basic physical level. It's been challenging. I'm screens are still continue to be my kryptonite and I intended to go into this project, not editing them all myself. Um, That was not my intention, but I am a perfectionist. And once I started seeing these stories come in, I was like, give them to me. (laughs) I have to make sure this is done right. So um, I am, you know, I am challenged physically by this. Um, And so I'm really looking forward to taking, giving my brain a break after this releases. Um, But it's also helped me cope a little bit more and listening to all of them. I have learned coping strategies. I have found solidarity for sure, but I've also learned from them. And the biggest thing is I, I, you know, I think I kind of gave up, um, uh, just, you know, the whole unfixed term that um, I talked about in your previous episode, I really I had to come to a place of acceptance within myself. And part of that was just to stop pursuing treatments. Um, and listening to these cast members, they haven't given up hope and a lot of them have improved and, and they're not better as in like perfect, but they're definitely better and more functioning. And so I went back to the VEDA website. I'm like, gosh, darn it. You know, I haven't been to a vestibular PT in six years. So I went back and I found an incredible person who's like 20 minutes from me. Um, so it has been, and he's brought my levels down, uh, you know, and maybe it's just a miracle, but I would spend three months now. And I would say I'm hovering more at a one or a two, whereas before I was a three or a four. So um, I have learned so much from this, this group of people and, um, and having a sense of purpose is what gets me out of bed in the morning. And, you know, I think someday when I'm on my deathbed and if I'm still rocking, bobbing and swaying, I will say it has all been worth it because of this type of work. So I'm extremely grateful to be part of it. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like I have chills right now because it's so cool that you as a person with vestibular symptoms has put this all together. And I have to say, Danny, Cynthia, and I probably would have said the same thing. If if it were us, we would have grabbed those videos and wanted to edit them ourselves too. You said something that uh, is similar to something Dr. Cho had said in our last episode. And one of the things she talked about was that how People with chronic conditions, you know, they've had these symptoms for a long time. Sometimes they eventually make it to their office and they haven't tried something like vestibular therapy. I'll always encourage people with chronic symptoms. Even if you saw a vestibular physical therapist years ago, your symptoms change, your level of function changes. So it's always good to maintain that relationship, even if you're not having a formal visit. I like when my patients come back in an email and update me on their life doesn't even have to pertain necessarily to symptoms, but just let me know how you're doing. So I'm so happy to hear that you're giving it a shot again and that it's seemed to be beneficial so far. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, and, you know, we're all a community. So we share with each other when something works for someone, we pass it along, it gets spread around on social media. And, um, and so the more that we can share our progress and, and our stories, the more that we can all benefit. Yeah, I think that's so true. Um, uh, Andre, who is our, um, our patient uh, or our, our community resource coordinator. She uh, answers phone calls and emails uh, from people who are calling and reaching out to Vita asking for help. And there was a, a woman who had, you know, been through the ringer and, and had symptoms for um, many years and had been to many different doctors and tried many different things. And, you know, Andre was trying to lead her through the, the kind of process that we recommend for people. And she's like, well, I've, I've done all that. I've tried all of that. And I'm like, just go back to her and say, try again. Because so often, as you said, it, it you just, it's trying at a different time or finding the right provider. You know, she may have seen a physical therapist, but not a physical therapist who was trained in vestibular care. And that makes such a difference, no matter what kind of provider you're talking about, to find the, the provider who, A, is specially trained in vestibular um, medicine, and B, who cares, who, who, wants to, who wants to help you and wants to, um, uh, to shepherd you through the, uh, the medical um, discovery process. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a big part of all of this. Um, you know, one thing that Kimberly had mentioned is, you know, being able to share all these experiences. And we have some opportunities coming up for people to get to preview or hear from the cast before our big release date. You guys want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, sure. Well, we're we're doing everything we can to um, to let people know about this. Um, uh, and one of the things we'll be doing, and it actually starts um, the week right after uh, our release. So um, the, the, the first video will come out on um, the Disorders channel on August 10th. And I'm going to let Kimberly talk about that because she has uh, a relationship with, uh, with the Disorders channel for her other project. And then um, a week later, on August 17th, we'll be um, releasing the video on the Vita website, um, vestibular.org backslash LRC for Life for Balance Chronicles. And so we'll be releasing one a week, um, one, uh, there are six videos. Um, we'll be releasing one a week in the weeks leading up to Balance Awareness Week, which is Vita's uh, you know, annual, signature annual event that's all about raising awareness about vestibular disorders. Um, so, um, so we want people to, to get a taste um, to, to, um, to see what it's about. And then we, you know what, I, I mean, for me, when I, uh, you know, when I saw the first one, I'm like, Oh, you know, I would like to know more about these people because you're really, it's like with any, I, I, I don't know if this is a good thing to say, but it's like with a TV show, you know, you get to know, you get to know the characters and you want to know more about them. So, um, uh, so we'll have, um, Meet the staff or meet the cast um, Facebook Live starting um, uh, oh, August 23rd, I think it is. And we'll have um, three cast members each time um, uh, talking about their experience, talking about themselves and, um, and, and their 
their diagnostic experience, their, their coping and living experience, and why it's important to them to participate in this project. Because it is, for each one of them, they're each one a true ambassador for the vestibular community because they really want to, um, they want to raise awareness um, uh, about uh, what it's like to live with a vestibular disorder. Kimberly, do you want to expand on that? Yeah. The, the, so, and then prior to the release with uh, VEDA, there will be a one week exclusive debut window with um, the disorder channel and they are a fantastic channel. If anybody has an Amazon Roku or Amazon Fire or Roku, you can access the disorder channel and there are incredible feature films, short films, all based on rare disease, invisible disease, um, chronic conditions, and they're just beautiful, touching stories. It was originally, uh, it originated as a film festival um, that was created by two dads that had children, um, that have children with um, rare diseases. And so it was called the Rare Disease Film Festival. And then they turned this into a big, you know, official channel. So just like Netflix, you can go on and pick your content, but on the disorder channel, it's all relating to certain, you know, diseases and chronic illnesses. So all of the Life Rebalance Chronicles will live on there indefinitely, but they will have a one week debut, exclusive debut window there. Um, so that's, that's really fun for us to have that different type of audience that might not stumble upon this through Vita or through YouTube or whatever. I had never heard of that before, so I'll definitely check that out. I love real stories. You know, anytime I'm picking a show, I always want something that's real and relatable. So this would be perfect. And that channel sounds perfect. I thank you. We thank you both so much for coming on the show. We can't wait for this to get released. We'll be sure to post it on our social media platforms to get more people to watch. And any, any last touches to this episode? Anything you want to add? Kimberly, you go first. Oh, gosh. Well, I just hope we get as many eyeballs and hearts on uh, to join us in this endeavor because I feel so strongly about it. And um, I, I think there's something for everybody. As one of our, I love, love, love what Sandy, one of our cast members said in Spirit Rebalance, she said she's learned how to find inner stillness even while her world is always moving. And who doesn't need more inner stillness in their lives? So there is something for everybody to, to learn from in these episodes. I wanna just put a shout out to all of our cast members for, um, for not only putting in the time, but really um, opening themselves up and being willing to be vulnerable um, and share what uh, some of their very deep inner struggles um, with the world. Um, it's really, and it's, it's not always easy to do. Um, and, and also um, just reiterate that I really think that these are, um, these are really moving, um, impactful uh, stories. And um, so grab a tissue and your friends and, um, and please share please share them because this is how we raise awareness. You know, we, I, I, you know, I, I know that these are going to speak to so many people and I know that vestibular patients are going to watch them and, and I hope that they're going to get their families to watch them. But I also know that they could be 
so much more impactful in, in making vestibular visible if people share them. That's how it works. Well, we'll be sure to put in our show notes the dates and times of some of these upcoming Meet the Cast live events, when things are going to be released, where you can find them. And I will also finish up with another shameless plug for Vita. Um, you know, in the last year, there has been a lot of new, amazing approaches and, and, and different types of content that have been put together, produced and put out by the staff of Vita, by volunteers of Vita. And it's because we've got this great network of people that just keep growing and growing. And we wouldn't be able to do it without donations and without volunteers. I really encourage you to go to vestibular.org and check everything out that's on that website. It is endless. I'm still finding things that I didn't know was there. And I've used this almost every single day since I graduated from PT schools almost seven years ago. Please check out vestibular.org. Check out the resources. If you feel like you can contribute in some way, whether um, with donation or volunteer, there is a ton of information that can give you uh, more information on how you can contribute and be a helpful member of this community. So please check out vestibular.org. Look in our show notes for the links to find everything that we talked about today. And please watch the Life Rebalance Chronicles. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Cynthia and Kimberly, for joining us today. And we hope to talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. If you're interested in finding us on social media or the web, you can visit www.vestibular.today for more resources, including testing, treatment, and educational videos, blogs, continuing education classes, and resources, including clinic equipment recommendations, suggested tests, and BPMBV treatment charts. Search Vestibular Today and Balancing Act Rehab on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, be sure to check out Balancing Act Rehab at www.balancingactrehab.com, especially if you think you would benefit from vestibular therapy. We are your girls. The information on this podcast is not intended to replace the care provided by your qualified health professional or to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Talk Dizzy to Me. Please contact us at Balancing Act Rehab if you think you could benefit from vestibular therapy.